This is just me. Okay. A special interim update episode. Ooh. And we're rolling. after what like a two and a half month hiatus three month hiatus yeah it was needed it was well deserved I think after achieving 10 beautiful fun silly crazy deep conversations last year when you do that especially for the first time you need to like take a little bit of a step back oh yeah I'm I'm sure you guys missed us though so we're doing it for you yeah we knew we had to come back and give you a little update give you a little taste before we get into all of the magic of season two of just me okay yes we're in the planning process of season two but me and Dana also just need an excuse to hang out on the weekends outside of our Monday to Friday work-wife relationship. So, you know, give us another reason, please. <laughs> and you asked for it. Yeah. So, you know, we heard and we responded. We heard all four of you. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for asking all four of you. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Don't have to ask twice. Really. Okay. So we are just doing a little quickie interim episode so that, you know, you don't forget about us and just doing a little bit of a checkup while we're in the planning process for a season two. So yeah, we're just going to chit chat a little bit and tell you what's been going on in, in life in general. We were, we were talking about this before we recorded, but you know, December is when we ended this, the first season and we were in a time and a place, man, Indeed. real deep in those winter feels. I'm triggered, really. <laughs> kind of. Like, it feels like we're it. a little bit of different people from like early December of 2022. But I think a lot has changed. It always does. I mean, three, three months is actually a long time if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really just checking in, Dana. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. And, you know, three months is a long time, but it goes by fast. I can't believe we're already in almost March here. But yeah, I'm I'm in a totally different place than where I was last year. Last year really rocked my shit. It was really, really rough. Probably one of the hardest years of my life and hardest years in my professional and personal life. As much as it was a joy to, you know, have big milestones like getting married and being with all of my family and friends for such a special occasion, it was also just a really, really rough, rough time. And you did take on a lot like wedding planning, the wedding, working, covering for people out. It was it was a lot. And I look back on it now with a lot of perspective, with Mm -hmm. a lot of growth. But yeah, a little update, I guess, from the last few months entering to the into the new year was really rough. I thought, you know, last year was tough. I'm going to go on holiday break. I'm going to come back refreshed. Like all I need to do is get to that holiday break and then I'll be fine. But I honestly and I think people will hopefully relate to this. It was not 
a flip switch, you know, a switch flip, it was really, really hard to come back. And I think in early January, things weren't getting better. I wasn't feeling refreshed. I wasn't feeling renewed. I felt really in a dark place. Even with that time, you were able to take a step away. But you were kind of like sitting at home with your feels, mm-hmm. yeah, thinking yeah. this would rejuvenate you. Yeah, I really thought, oh, this is going to be my saving grace. Like once I just crawl my way to the break, I'll find time to recoup and get better and, you know, let go of all the stress and reflect. And I had that time and I still felt completely depleted and drained coming back in January. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, like, I am not... I'm not in a good place still and I need some help. And so part of my journey was, you know, not only continuing to do self-work and therapy, but also starting to acknowledge that I might need a little help with some medication. And so I saw a psychiatrist and she decided she was going to try to be a Lexapro girly. Not girlies when you need the help you need the help that that was it I I'd always been a bit apprehensive about medication in general and was you know I didn't have like a lot of preconceived notions about anything feeling like oh it's weak or you shouldn't do it or it could be bad I just was kind of nervous about you know needing it and always kind of said to myself I don't need it until I need it and I think I got I just got to a point where I was like I think I need a little bit of help that I can't give myself Mm -hmm. and I had tried so hard especially at the end of last year to be giving myself all the help that I could therapy talking to myself you know journaling doing tons of reflection and I just needed that little extra hand and and it's really really helped I'm not attributing all of my uh, mood and my vibe this year to to medication but I think it has really helped me get over the hump emotionally and mentally of feeling depleted feeling disengaged feeling like I can't move forward there's you know no, no other way to be and so it's been really good and I feel much more clear much more perspective and yeah I'm really in a different place with work, with my personal life, everything. And I really feel like over the last month, it's been a process of just helping me find some new ways of seeing things. And that's huge. Like that will change everything. Just changing your mindset a little bit. That's awesome. And I'm super proud of you for (laughs) taking a step outside of your comfort zone because there is a lot of stigma around like mental health medication Mm -hmm. and both you and I and so many people that I know that are on Lexapro or other, you know, anxiety Mm -hmm. or depression medications, they're like high performing people. So people look at you, might look at you and say, but you don't need it. Right. You're juggling all these things and you just got married and it was gorgeous and you have friends and you're doing a podcast mm. and you're and you're so smart and 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 you're performing really well and you're like, "Yeah, bitch, I'm performing really well." <laughs> Do you know what's really going on mm-hmm. inside though? Do you know what's happening when I come home from work every day? Yeah. Do you understand what my partner has to deal with every day? Like, <laughs> exactly. keyword performing. Performing. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have a real talk with yourself and be like, this is not sustainable yeah. anymore. And, you know, I love you for who you are. And I'm sure you love yourself for who you are. And you're this very emotionally intelligent person. And you have a very rich 
inner world mm-hmm. inside you because you understand your feelings and you feel your feelings and and you think about things so holistically mm-hmm. but that is a really heavy burden to bear yes when you're so self-aware and you can identify all this stuff and your brain is going a million miles a minute putting all these pieces together all of the time mm-hmm. and it's exhausting yeah. And you you just end up in emotional overdrive all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I felt like a couple of things. I felt I, at the end of the year, even though I was coming out of, I feel like nobody talks about how hard it is to, is it just me? Or do yeah. nobody talk about how hard it is to recover from survival mode? Like there's so much emotion yes. that comes out of it. It's not just you're tired and you need, and you're burned out. Yes, all the things. But like, I went through so much confusion. I, I, mm. I felt like, what? where am I? Like, what am I doing? I felt grief, like a lot of grief for, for the things that I had lost or the time that I had wasted or the energy and anxiety that I had put myself through or that had taken things from me, like my, my ability to relate to my partner or to be present or to do the things that I like to do right so I had a lot of grieving to do around the things that I had let fall to the wayside or had deprioritized or what I just put myself through in general right and then yeah a lot of resentment as well of like why was why did this happen to me why am I why did I let this happen to me where I became so survival mode flight or flight like was just anxious all the time like I should have been stronger I should have been better so a lot of resentment and grief and sadness and it was hard to get over and I think also when you are in survival mode you get addicted to that feeling of adrenaline of like I've got to make decisions everything is is serious everything is a problem everything needs solving and I got addicted to that feeling and so when I was finally out of survive having to survive I couldn't rest and I couldn't recoup and so it was this horrible cycle of just like negative feelings even after the fact that I even after I was kind of out of the negative like day-to-day of Mm. too much work or anxiousness or whatever I was dealing with and so it was really really hard and I think Nobody acknowledges that, like, you don't just, like, bounce back from survival mode. There's a recovery period. And in that recovery, I needed help. I couldn't do it all by myself. And I think acknowledging that was really hard and painful, to your point. Like, I felt a little bit like, am I on my back foot? Am I less than? Am I not capable? Why can't I do this by myself? But also realizing that, like, I need that bit of help to get me to move forward. And I think that was hopefully you know empowering ultimately but it felt scary in the moment but now now I'm in a better place and mm-hmm. I'm glad that I re- recognized that in myself and was able to acknowledge it yeah and also just resentment too for like it's always you that has to help yourself mm. you know like it, it no one's gonna tell you hey no. I would like to recommend something. <laughs> you know, you're lucky if you have a friend or someone who is open about what they're going through too. And yeah. like, we can talk about this stuff. But, you know, you do to a certain extent have to pull yourself up and say, I need this. Now I have to go out and get it. I have to go find a psychiatrist. I have to talk to them. I have to make this stuff happen for me. I have to, you know, pay money. I have to figure out this whole system out and see what works. And it, it's hard to even do that. And I've, I've, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit for even just taking that step too logistically because my I, at that point, at the beginning of the year, end of last year, I was so 
down in the dumps that even getting through that was like wow good good for you girl yeah you fucking <laughs> made it yeah but it's a hard choice to make but anyway but yeah that's that's where I'm at I, I'd love to hear you know from you where you're at your update from this year and coming out of everything we went through yeah yeah I mean I'm so I'm so proud of you and proud of anyone that can take care of themselves Mm -hmm. in that way because we're both kind of stubborn in the (laughs) yeah we want to do do it it all right we will hit rock bottom yeah and push ourselves to the very limit before we seek out help or say hey I need something because we're you know yeah to your point so overly sensitive and focused on other dynamics whether it's other people or you know all the things that take priority yeah yeah and so I'm thankful that you're telling this story mm-hmm. and I am actually on a similar journey you got started what like two months ago mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. but yeah I was just prescribed Lexapro Lexapro girlies <laughs> but it's also like shout out to you who's sharing this very publicly, you know, we're going to put this on the internet. Anyone can hear about it. But I have talked to so many other amazing women in particular who are just, you know, head of agencies, head of their departments, go get them, most kind, caring, smart women who have their shit together in a public space. And they have told me, I'm on Lexapro, I'm on Prozac, I'm on whatever. And it's a very vulnerable thing because you can be stigmatized still. And it gave me more courage as well to be like, (laughs) yeah, I fucking need that, man. Mm -hmm. And like, it's allowed me to ask questions. What are your side effects? What do you, what do you think I should know before I take this and and this, that, and the other thing? And it, it's destigmatizing this journey to help yourself. And Mm -hmm. this is again, what the podcast is about is bringing these hidden issues or these hidden points of view to light so that no one else feels weird going about it so like thank you to all of the women I've spoken to Mm -hmm. who have now allowed us to share this publicly so that anyone else going through it doesn't doesn't feel alone and so similarly you know I was in a I was in rough shape (laughs) and I think I, I was vocalizing that over like the last two, maybe three episodes, November through December, you know, work was absolutely killing me. And I had, you know, ended a personal relationship that was close to me towards the end of the year that really felt like a loss, felt like grief, Mm -hmm. um, felt like I, you know, had shared vulnerabilities and I was almost Um, like... Rejected. Yeah. I was pushed away and... Yeah, just not reciprocated, not reciprocated. And yeah, really just shut down. It really hurt because I'm so used to being vulnerable and actually it being received well and being like, oh, that's your strong suit. And that's what makes you a great friend. That's what Mm -hmm. makes you a great person. And someone was like, I can't, I can't reciprocate. I can't, I don't want that in my life. And that hurts because I think it's the best thing in the world and it's the best thing about myself. And so for, so for someone else to say, hey, like we can't have a friendship anymore because it's it's too much and that's not what I want and that's not where my life is headed, felt really sad because yeah. I enjoyed this person's company 
and um, rejection feels are are real. And so it made me want to kind of curl up into a ball really tight on top of, you know, barely treading water with work. I had all the feels kind of washing all over me. Yeah. And yeah, it was pretty, pretty deep in it. But since then, whether it was that or just really recently, I had oral surgery done. And one of the things that I've always believed in, but I hadn't practiced in a second, was really allowing yourself to feel your feelings so that you could be nicer to yourself. So whether it was this kind of personal loss or my oral surgery, which was way harder on me than I thought it was, like looking at hindsight is... 2020 but like the oral surgery was really hard on me um and literally the day after I was out with with Nate and he was like you know don't don't you feel good don't you feel great and meanwhile like my mouth is still like completely bleeding out I'm just starting to swell all of this stuff and I'm like I feel in emotional and physical pain right now. I feel anxious as fuck. I'm still upset that I'm spending thousands of fucking dollars because dentistry is fucking rigged. And also my oral surgeries aren't over. So I I was explaining, please, please let me feel my feelings because what I went through was really hard and I need to comfort myself. And I need to say, you know what, Katie, that was really hard and you deserve to cry. You deserve to treat yourself to some nice things. You deserve to talk to who you want to talk to and not talk to who you, who you can't right now. All of that stuff. You, you deserve to not have to show up for everyone when they need you right now because you need to show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. You have to be the priority. Like surgery makes you become your priority. Yeah. And, and I rarely do that for myself. So... Um, so allowing me to feel my feelings allowed me my own comfort and it allowed me to bounce back and feel good and better and have a bigger perspective actually more quickly because I just, I dove, I dove to the depths and then I came and then I came back up for air, you know, and I, I'm, I'm looking at all those situations now being like, you really tried hard to take care of yourself and good job doing it. Could it probably could have done better, but you know, always, but you, you really took care of yourself during that time and put yourself first in a lot of ways. So that that's been helping me. I'm really excited to jump on the, the Lexapro train and calm down my rich inner world. I told, I told my therapist, I was like, you know, my feelings are like a fucking kaleidoscope and I just want to see a rainbow like I need a little bit more organization oh I love that (laughs) what a like optimistic funny way to look at it yeah it's like it's a kaleidoscope I receive that it's beautiful and dynamic the geometry on that thing and so much going on but it's too much and I just want the colors to come together in a rainbow Uh, Roy G. Biv all the way yes like seven yeah Keep it simple. Gorgeous, <laughs> but simple. Yeah, beautiful mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really, it is beautiful mind, like red threading everywhere with, with feelings all of the time. So yeah, I'm excited to have a little bit of like order in mm-hmm. in place. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I think that. But yeah, I mean, looking into the next few months, I have a few exciting things coming up and that's giving me something to look forward to that I can like start getting out there and like expressing myself. So like, have you been doing anything or do you have anything to look forward to? Uh, 
that that feels good to you? Yeah, I was going to say, too, just that, like, it's only been a couple months into the new year, but, like, getting oral surgery, taking these big steps to, like, put ourselves out there to get, you know, the help that we need, like, those are really big steps, and, like, you know, it's easy in the new year, I think, to get caught up with, like, oh, I have to go to the gym more, and I have to do all these resolutions Oh, fuck that. We're just, just trying to survive out here. Well, yeah, we're just trying to survive, but I think these, we should acknowledge that, like, these are really big steps of, like, acknowledging your feelings, like taking a moment to really care for yourself like making the decision to care for yourself in all these ways are really important and so I'm glad that we're doing them but yeah I guess like something that I don't know if I guess I'm looking backwards and looking forwards to I was really happy this this last few months because I was able to go skiing a couple of times. I know it's an elitist sport Little and it's very, bunny. it's very expensive and not everybody can do it. But so I would acknowledge that. But my, basically my husband, <laughs> we, we acknowledge that both as girls who couldn't afford to go skiing yeah, when yeah. we were growing up, like anyone that was like, Oh yeah, I, I've been skiing since I, I was, was two. We're like, Oh, you grew up rich. Nah. But now, but now we do it because we've worked very hard to be yes. able to do it. Yes, we have. And my husband will love skiing and we're adult. We're both people who learned as adults. And yeah, I, it's been a really, really hard journey for me of learning to ski as an adult. I've been learning to ski for six years, five years now. And it's literally just this year that I got to a place where I was like confident and actually having fun and not fearing for my life so that (laughs) I cry on the bunny hill I'm not doing it I I literally went from crying on the lifts like because it was scary to be on a lift to now where I am where I like actually enjoy going skiing so like that was something I was looking forward to a lot this season and going into it I didn't expect to have such a big change but I think it was partly you know this choosing to take on the medication and start fresh this year I think really had an impact on me like I I was saying to my therapist like the first thing to go when you are depressed and when you're going through a lot of anxiety and pressure is your sense of curiosity and Mm -hmm. your sense of openness and willingness to try new things or put yourself out there because you're so depleted you're coming from a place of scarcity and lack and so you can't be open to things you can't put yourself out there that's why you stay in bed on a Friday night or you say like I can't yeah. go I can't text that person back or yeah you just don't have the energy or you don't have the wherewithal to say like yeah I can do this I'm confident I got it and so to go into this sport that I'm not great at that I'm really have been working at learning and this year I I just hit I turned a corner and was able to let go of that fear and I had this yeah sort of breakthrough on the slopes where I was really confident and skiing fast and keeping up with everybody and for the first time I felt like wow I've really got this and like I know how to do this and I'm not scared of falling off this cliff like I know I can stop myself and it was a huge moment for me not just because now I can ski good yay but I think it was a bigger thing of like yeah, my ability to be more open to it mentally and emotionally and get over that fear 
transcended me to this different place like I suddenly saw myself differently I I see myself as adventurous now and curious and experimenting and like I like the adrenaline rush and that's something I would never say about myself I've I've known you for almost 10 years and like that's not the first thing that comes to mind (laughs) so this is new news to me and everyone else listening yeah but like I love it yeah just the like I think have going in and having a little bit of help to see things differently in my day-to-day when I applied it to this thing that you know I've been trying to get good at for years it just opened up this new I almost saw myself differently I felt like I unlocked a new part of my personality Mm -hmm. like I have a sport that I like doing that makes me feel free and alive and awake which is so cool and two other things about it that I'm like realizing are kind of permeating into the rest of my life and that I'm sort of looking forward to in the future as to tie it back to what you were saying is that like one I realized I learned I can do hard things and I can learn new things even as an adult I think that's really rare as an adult to put yourself in a situation where you're learning a skill that's completely new where you have to fail and try again and build up the whole learning curve and the confidence and finally get to a place where you're good at it and that was really hard and taxing and painful and I cried a lot while (laughs) skiing but I also think it like made me more powerful I feel like wow I can do anything like I could learn to rock climb now I could you know like do all these other things it's like opening up all these doors for me about like I'm capable as a person to learn new things and try new things and then I was telling Will, like, I feel like this is a big testament to me being able to grow and change as a person. Hell too. yeah. Like, for me to go from, like, this is not for me. This is not something that I would ever do. This is not something I will like. I'm going to have to work at it really hard to now really enjoying it. I think, like, yes, it's a sport. It's more ta- tangible. But, like, I think it shows that I'm able to grow as a person and able to pivot and able to change mm-hmm. my mentality towards things. Like, mm-hmm. And that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to learn a skill and, like, actually learn to ski physically, but I think to be able to overcome that mental challenge and the fear and see joy mm-hmm. is really, access joy is really, really cool. And I feel myself starting to apply it in, my, in other realms of my life. I'm, like, more willing to take a wrong turn, right, and see yeah. where it goes or you know, realizing that, yeah, something might be hard at first, but I can push through and Mm -hmm. persevere and and maybe come out on the other side and learn something new. And so it, it's really nice to to come full circle. You know, I think I started this year feeling like I can't get over this mental hump. How am I ever going to see things differently in a more positive way? And then I was able to have this experience, turn a corner and realize like, wow, there's so much more, I can learn about myself and be curious about and explore and try new things. And I'm excited to carry that into the future, whether that means like trying a new activity or putting myself out there with friends. Like I just feel more confident and more capable and more like curious and excited Mm -hmm. to see what I can do, which Mm -hmm. feels very like a childlike sense of wonder at 32 is kind of exciting and feels very like yeah. random like I wouldn't normally experience that so highly recommend learning a new sport yeah, <laughs> yes, no it's, it's so good like I have not seen you this like glowy when like talking about something and this smiley in like a second but especially knowing the winter that we just brought you through <laughs> but um 
you know, we are also perfectionists. Yeah. And... I feel like what I'm sensing, like when you talk about this also, is you're t- starting to take away the perfectionism mm-hmm. and I have to show up perfectly because for five, for five years, <laughs> up until now, you sucked at something yeah. in front of everyone. Yep. Yes. And <laughs> the entire we, mountain. The entire <laughs> mountain across the United States. Many mountains. And... and when you have to learn something new so publicly, it's very scary. And kind of what I was saying before about being how important it is to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. in the process of growing and learning, it forced you <laughs> to do that yeah. and be like, oh, ooh, Dana, you did not have a good few days at the mountain. And that was <laughs> embarrassing. That sucks. But you're going to... You're going to try again and keep trying and keep trying until you actually get to a place. And it's a good, it sounds like a good learning Mm -hmm. and that you're not afraid now to try something new and be bad at it, but also be kind to yourself in the process because you know you will get there. And it's not, and you have to say, hey, it's okay. I'm, I'm new to this. Yes. Yeah. And really take care of yourself and say, okay, one step at a time, what one step forward, two steps back. That's the way the process works sometimes. And trust the process that you'll get there and trust yourself that you'll get there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The process of learning something new, I think definitely put me in a place where I'm out of my depth, but I have to lean into it and see where it goes. And that that's a new skill, I think in and of itself. And then, yeah, just the sense of like, Adventure is almost like an opposite, I think, to perfectionism, right? Like, there's so much structure in being a perfectionist. Everything has to be orderly. Everything has to go as planned. Everything needs to, I need to be prepared. Mm. Preparedness is tied into my perfectionism quite a bit. Just, like, always being on top of stuff and never letting anything fall to the wayside, being prepared for whatever happens with the right answer or the right solution. And I think putting myself in a, sport that requires you to kind of be free and Mm -hmm. play and see what happens and see what's around that bend and who knows and you know whatever's gonna happen happens I think is kind of breaking me from the model of perfectionism Mm -hmm. I can't rely on structure I can't rely on order I can't be prepared all the time Mm -hmm. and so the physical manifestation of like being on two metal sticks on a, on a ice on a sheet of ice and the only way out is down and the, the only mountain. way out is to see where it goes yeah. you know is kind of like yeah forcing me to get out of my own way and just explore and that is huge for me I think especially coming out of a year where I felt like there was no room for exploration or experimentation or adventure I had to or curiosity I had to really just be buttoned up and perfect and so and get through it you know so yeah it's really it's really nice and I think all of this is like coming together in a bit it's like me asking for help and opening myself up to the possibility that I need a little boost you know to get me through this process being allowing myself to be open and try new things and you know I think I'm turning a corner emotionally and personally and professionally I think to just realize like oh I can do a lot of things there's lots of options there's lots of ways to look at stuff and explore and have fun doing it so it's nice oh my god (laughs) growth 
hand gestures, hand gestures. Growing okay. is hard. It's hard, but yeah, it it got ugly. It, good, <laughs> it had growing to get is ugly. Uh, yeah, it had to get ugly. It's like in order for your literal muscles to grow, you have to break the muscle first mm-hmm. before you, before it grows. Right. Get that exactly. lactic acid situation going. <laughs> all that stuff. Whatever. But yeah, you have to break before you build. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Even yeah, applying that physical science to like your mental and emotional muscles as well. Like yeah, you got to break before you can figure out the next step yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) it's only march and it's not even march yet and your girls are growing we are growing real time (laughs) right before your eyes i feel optimistic about all the things that we're gonna do this year oh my god we're so full of hope (laughs) yes Uh, excellent Okay, well, I think that's where we're at. I think it's, it's a, a good place update, to end. A little start, a little, a little optimistic teaser. teaser to the year. We can't wait to keep planning season two and sharing our thoughts, our fears, our joys, our questions, <laughs> our concerns with all of you Our pop-offs, all the things. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll put this out for you guys, and we're in the midst of planning, so if anyone has any thoughts on what we should talk about we're always open to suggestions so so let us know but thanks as always for listening we love you (laughs) we're back baby yeah baby (laughs) okay but also goodbye for now Bye. bye